Robert Bannon. Lee, how are you? I was so shocked and surprised. I know. Uh, I was winning. I know. Here's. Yeah, you know what happened? Um, I think someone was in the studio today and may have deleted our intro. I literally am not pointing any fingers. I would never, ever do that. I, I gave you a key to the office and look what you've done. <laughs> we don't have an intro? No, it's gone, but it'll be back. It'll be back next week. <laughs> but welcome everybody. What a professional production. I love it. How are you? How was your week? This is what I've said. Why would you let me have any control over this you show? Have, you actually, you have warned me. I have warned you. And I paid you no mind. Because you trusted me, Lee, like they all I do. I did. <laughs> I'm good. I'm here. Happy birthday to my cousin, Natasha. There's a party going on outside, a party. Which Happy birthday, Natasha. She's 13, six people. That's a party in quarantine. And, um, you know, my immediate family's here. So hi, everybody. Hi, Lee. How are you? Listen, Lee left his house. Listen, we are so excited to have Paige. Can I show Davis. you what's going on here? Paige Davis is on the show. She is the perfect person to help you, Lee. Oh, my God. Don't judge. Don't judge. But this is what we decided to do in quarantine. There it is. A whole new kitchen. Whole we took out the counters. We took out the sink. That's our new farm sink right up there at the top. And um, it's happening. It is happening. Listen. Not as quickly as I was told it was going to happen, but it's happening. Like I was told that the new slabs were going in on Thursday, which is today. And, well, and it's now it's next Thursday. No offense to Mark, who is a genius, but <laughs> Paige, Paige, who's our guest today, and her amazing husband, Emmy nominee, Paige Davis, Tony nominee, Patrick Page, was at your house. She'd have it done in 30 minutes after a right. commercial break. Right? <laughs> and one of my favorite guests of all time is back today. One of the most I know, Catherine days. Alcorn, all the way from Sydney, where it is now 9 a.m. Friday. So we just talked to her, and the good news is that the world didn't end. No, we're okay. Friday's so we, We're going to wake up tomorrow, and it's still going to be here. God willing. Hey, for anybody that's wondering, I still have not met Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm loving her in Vivo X SJP Sauvignon Blanc. I want her to be a sponsor of our show. <laughs> And when I say sponsor, I just mean send us cases. But um, we haven't; she hasn't called us yet. So I'm yeah. I'm plugging her every week, and I think the least she could do is sponsor us. But Lee just has saying, just saying. put her son through private school this year. On I literally have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I literally have. Um, what else is going on? We had not much. We had a great show last week. Amber and James Harkness were here. They were, it was they were a, great. It was a great show. And um, I was super excited to have, you know, Catherine back and, and Patrick and Paige. Like they're all people doing stuff during this time. I'm inspired to hear people say that they have 
podcasts and shows and concerts and live music. Like what a lemonade. Thing. What a thing. What a thing. Yeah, it's great. It's great. No, I've done nothing. I have had, <laughs> I've had the quarantine, like I, I stepped on a scale today, Lee. I don't want to discuss it. And that was foolish of you. That was just stupid. The rest of my that day was just downhill. Stupid. It was downhill. From there. Somebody posted yesterday on Facebook. I think I sent it to you. Um, you know how people post, um, uh, you know, like a sentence or a mm -hmm. quote, you know, with a colorful background. And someone posted, I really miss my thigh gap. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, it's all going to be fine. We'll all eat kale and, and air when we someday. Get, when why now? Why now? Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But we're all alright. That's all that matters. We're okay. Cool. Um I have a new in good company. I don't even know so, who it is. Who is it? I know. Joanne O'Brien. Joanne O'Brien. One of my oldest and dearest friends. Um, and for those of you that are tuning in for the first time, um, 15 years ago tomorrow. 15 years ago tomorrow, I released a duets album where I recorded with 17 other artists. And um, it was just the most joyful project I think I've ever been involved in. I got to record with, Stephen Schwartz and I recorded a du duet of For Good, like before Wicked was Wicked. Um, you were the original Alphaba. <laughs> right? It was the first, time two men had sung the song. Um, uh, Amanda McBroom, um, who's been on the show, um, she was on our debut show, who wrote the the theme song, The Rose, from the movie The Rose with Bette Midler. She and I recorded The Rose as a duet, and on and on and on. And so uh, during this um, quarantine, some a friend of mine texted me and said, I just want you to know that I've been listening to your duets album and it's bringing me such a great sense of calm in an otherwise anxiety-ridden time. And so it made me think about the fact that 15 years ago, there was no social media. I think Facebook may have just launched, but there was no Instagram or Twitter or anything. And um, I thought, how can I like reintroduce this to people, because I, communicate with people on social media all the time. How can I um, uh, introduce this to people that may not have experienced it? And so um, a friend of mine who's an incredible vocalist and producer uh, and designer, he said, well, why don't you interview every artist and we'll film the interviews on Zoom and then we'll edit it into you know that, and then you can release, re-release that track. So um, we've done that every week um, for the past, I don't know how many weeks, uh, probably 10, yeah. And um, so we've got one more um, today. Where is Canberra, do you know? I didn't erase this. Somebody said, good morning from Canberra. Oh, Canberra, where, where is that Australia? Catherine Alcorn fans roll. Oh, it probably is a Catherine Alcorn fan. Okay, anyway, so this is, um, Joanne and I recorded a version of the Nancy Sinatra, Lee Hazelwood tune, Summer Wine. 
And uh, so here's my little chat with Joanne. Strawberries, cherries, and an angel's kiss in spring. Joanne O'Brien. Oh my God, Lee. Of all 17 artists on this recording, my friendship of my musical um, friendship with you dates back longer than anybody because we met you were I was a junior in high school we met I was a sophomore you were a junior yes you're 16 you had your driver's license by then I remember a whole lot from that time and it's so <laughs> but we okay. can't discuss it we cannot okay. discuss it but it's fun when we were coming up with the track list for In Good Company, Mark insisted that we record a Nancy Sinatra tune because he's slightly her biggest fan. And I didn't want to do an obvious duet like something stupid. And so we decided to make a duet out of Summer Wine, which she recorded with Lee Hazelwood in 1967. And I love what we did with this to make it a duet because it's so like ethereal it just works it's such so a well song it's yeah. so good and you were willing to just sort of go with it it was it's not a big um you know vocal performance piece you know it's just a sweet to me like just this very ethereal moment and it paints a really beautiful landscape recording it was so easy I think just because I know you so well, I just remember our recording session and I remember from the, the live concert version at the Ford Amphitheater. And I read that this song has been covered in many languages, Spanish, German, French, Hebrew, Icelandic, and Flemish. I've done the Flemish so I, and Icelandic <laughs> version, but no one was think, there to record it, so. I think there might be a there might be room for another rendition for us. <laughs> more summer wine. More summer wine. I just, it's oh. kebab night at the Bannons. It's a fruit. Is that one of those fruit flower arrangements? It's an edible arrangement. Okay. From Icelandic. <laughs> there's something, look, I, I think there's a place in the world for everything and everyone, but those edible arrangements, I do not understand. You don't want a pineapple shaped like a flower? I literally do not. Someone cancel Lee's order. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sending it to me? No. <laughs> You felt so bad that Sarah Jessica Parker hasn't called that you're, you're sending right. me I, I signed a the pineapple card. flower. Love SJP. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Too funny. Well, I love Joanne O'Brien. She mm -hmm. literally is one of my oldest friends. She went to um, Mount St. Joseph's. I was going to say Mount St. Helens. Right. She went to Mount St. Helens. Mount St. Joseph's Academy it was an all-girls Catholic school. And so when they did their musicals, they needed men. And so when I was in high school, I heard about this, and I went and auditioned, and we did a production of Oklahoma. She was Laurie, and I was Ali Hakim, the peddlerman. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. So anyway, and now she's in L.A., and 
So there you go. All right. I love it. Let's get right to work here. Um, I'm so excited to welcome back our good friend from Sydney, uh, Catherine Alcorn, who I just started working with. Um, I think we met in August. She was here in LA. I think it was August um, of last year. And we were planning a big US tour for her. She does an incredible show called The Divine Miss Bet. And she recreates like a 1970s Bette Midler concert with the Harlettes and the band. And she's incredible. Never, ever, ever has my, I have a concert booking agency called LML Music Presents. And never have we ever represented uh, an impersonator. It, it's just not anything we've ever done. But I, she's so good. And her materials are incredible. And uh, so I said, let's do it. And so we planned this whole tour, which obviously is not happening now, but uh, we have become really great friends over these uh, months. And she has opened a virtual venue in Sydney called the Reservoir Room. It is like out of this world, top of the line, the, the sound, the lights, everything. It's incredible. I'm so impressed. And I think we have like a little promo I'm going to show right I now. I didn't believe it. I didn't believe it. Check. Check one, two. It's time to pick ourselves up and dust ourselves off. Tonight. Oh no, Barushka, darling, this one's as mine. Oh. Showtime. You ready? Let's do this. We are turning Australia on. I've been trying for years. Live from the iconic Paddington Town Hall. The Reservoir Room is Sydney's newest virtual venue. Streaming the best in cabaret and live music. Every Friday and Saturday night. Visit ReservoirRoom.com. Streaming live from June 5. Nice sign. That must have a budget. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I've just been. Somebody left a comment. I have been corrected. It's not Canberra. It's Canberra. Canberra. Can Canberra. Canberra. Yes, you got to do it. Canberra. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Thank you, Lisa. You're delightful as well. Oh, it's so lovely to be back with you. And yes, coming to you 9.15 a.m. Friday morning. The world is still happening. We're still here and we're still fabulous. Thank you so much having me back. Thank you for being here. You are so stunning and you look amazing. Last time she was here, we were just talking about this. She wore the toilet paper fastener. It was Fascinator. 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 Yeah. I'm just it was COVID and we were running out of toilet paper in Australia and that's because largely I had it all on my head. But yeah. <laughs> I tell you, I tell you, um, someone contacted me by Facebook after that episode and they said, I'm a primary school teacher and I want to welcome my kids back from school holidays with a toilet roll fascinator. Can you please teach me how to make it? So, look, setting trends here, everyone. That's Set right. Toilet paper trends. You certainly are. That you is certainly are. Item. I was so excited last week 
when I just happened upon you on Insta Live, and you yes. asked to bring, bring me on, and then you gave me a tour of this incredible studio. Yes. So when we spoke last, which was I think maybe your your second episode, which was thirteen weeks ago, and congratulations on this show. It's such so lovely to tune in every week, and you have so many incredible guests. Um. So last, yeah, last last time I was on the show, we were literally building the reservoir room. I was walking thirteen thousand steps a day and getting my steps up, and I had my headphones in, and we were wheeling and dealing, and putting together the reservoir room. And on June five, we launched. Um, and and we launched with Friday Night Live, a brand new variety show uh, that Australia hasn't seen in a really long time. And then on Saturday evenings, we present an hour of cabaret followed by an hour of live music. So last weekend was the final week of season one, but all of the shows are still on demand. So you can go to reservoirroom.com and the platform is exactly like Stage It in America where you, you right. go and create your account, you buy credits, and then you assign those credits to which show you would like. So the entire first season, over 15 hours of beautifully produced cabaret shows and variety shows are still on demand via the website. Wow. So we're having we're sleeping this week and then we're going back into pre-production next week for season two. So we're not going anywhere, but it really has just been the most extraordinary project. And for me personally, what has been the greatest joy for me is watching all of all of the people. I mean, guys, we're up to like a staff of 40 people on this thing now. And, it, and it's, it's across film, TV, theatre, cabaret, all of these people from all of these facets of the industry have come together in this beautiful melting pot to create this thing. And the greatest joy for me about having created the Reservoir Room is that it has given creatives a sense of purpose during this time you know what it's like when you're a creative person and you've got all of those juices flowing and if you don't have somewhere to exercise that or you know to sing out Louise then then <laughs> doesn't feel right for you you know mm. and so to have this project and to 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 have to go somewhere every day and to have to turn over shows and to 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 be creative really has just been it's been a saviour for a lot of a lot of people. So it's it's yeah, it's been amazing. Wow, I'm so thrilled for you because um, it's a great idea. But you have done this like first class all the way. The quality is it's just incredible. And when I when I've watched it, it 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 feels like you're in the room. Not to oh. quote Hamilton, you're in the room where it happens. It's so real and we need that, you know, we're all craving that. And it's it's really, really quite an outfit, you know, and so I, I applaud you, I really oh. do. None of it would have happened without the generosity of so many, so many people and suppliers and Kawhi gave us a seven foot grand piano for the season with, wow. you know, intense lighting and VA hire and and the, the you know we've we've just got the most incredible people also because they were all available during this time so yeah, yeah. but you know everyone said yes and I think that's again just a testament to the industry and that's worldwide you know I, I think that the the creatives and and people in the arts are always just so willing to be doing something and make everyone feel better and that's what we do through 
what we do. Isn't that yeah. right? And I think that's world the world over. And also, you know, we were streaming worldwide too, so if everyone from around the globe can tune in and and check out what we've been doing. Absolutely. One of the I, I know you you did your own Catherine as Catherine. I know you did the Bet Show or part of the Bet Show on the Reservoir Room as well. Yeah. Okay. So how this is this is how it went down, you guys. So I did I did thirty minutes of Catherine, and then on the and this was on the Saturday night. On the Friday night in the in the on Friday Night Live, I interviewed Julie Gold from New York City, who of course wrote the song From a Distance. So we're live streaming from the iconic Paddington Town Hall in Sydney. So as a pre-record, because I needed some time, because we stream live, I needed time to, to get off the stage as Catherine and then transform into Bet and then get back on the stage for the second half of my set. So I thought, what the hell can we do? The band can either play, uh, you know, an instrumental track while she's getting ready and blah, blah, blah. What we decided to do was get on the roof of the Paddington Town Hall and get a drone camera and film me as Bet singing from a distance and waving to, you know, waving to the world. So that was the two and a half minute video that ran in between my sets. And I was furiously getting dressed and we had the girls putting wigs on and taking wigs off. And I mean, it was amazing. And it was thrilling because it was live. So it's like, is it going to work? Who knows? Right. You literally lost me at drone camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the I'll send you the link so you can see it. It was amazing. Please. Please. Yeah. And we could yes, all watch please. it on reservoirroom.com. Yeah, yeah. You yes. can go through and watch it. Yep. Wow. Amazing. I can't thank even... you so much for getting up at the crack of dawn Friday morning and putting on your full face <laughs> and cool. hat. Lash. And lashes. Lashes. Oh, my lashes. Wow. lashes are the key to my heart, Catherine. Allen. My hat is off to you. Mm. Oh, so you guys, thank you so much. This is actually a it is it's a real 45, and we painted it gold and I I bejazzled it there. It was a Scottish singer, Andy sings. He doesn't anymore, but it makes a <laughs> hat. And you've got you've got fruit, you've got fruit um kebabs. Yep. In Australia, we've got a thing called a brouquet where you can send a bouquet of beer. That's more well, your that, that interests me. That's more up his alley. That's Sarah Jessica Parker wine. I haven't we don't we don't get that here. How good's her branding? Like shoes. But it's wine. made over there. It's made over there. That's where it's made. She partnered. Yes, she partnered. Is it? It's um oh it's New Zealand. Well, it's almost over there. She mm. partnered with these two guys in New Zealand to make this wine. So you should but have we it. We must have it here. We must have it here. I just haven't seen it anywhere. I'm waiting for my case to turn up too. You know what I do? You know what I did yeah. in Australia? I bet they sell the store ginger beer, but ginger beer is a good and you don't I mean a Moscow mule, yeah, but gingers are on its own. <laughs> ginger beer on its own is not so bad. It's quite good. It's not so bad. It's all right. It's refreshing. It's yeah, refreshing. Lovely. Not as refreshing as an SJP Saint Blanc, but that's yeah. okay. Thank you. Uh huh. One of these days, I just know there's going to be a case of beer and like four pairs of her new high heel shoes on my doorstep. Absolutely. I'll send the shoes to you. I'll send the shoes to you. <gasps> Thanks. I'm, keep, I'm keeping the wine. Green, by the way, the yeah. mail is going around the world at the moment. <laughs> I hear that. Wow. Catherine, 
I can't wait. Thank you so much. The world to open and we get to see you in the States do your show here. I can't wait. I know, I know. I cannot wait. It's going to be such a blast. Thank you so much for having me this morning. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. You too. Bye, boys. Bye, Catherine. Oh, my. Her Australia friends show up to see her. They do. They do. They do. They do for sure. So um, I'm very excited about, I know, because most of the guests we've had on the show, one of us knows, has a, you know, and I've never met in person. I've seen them, but I've never met in person um, either of our guests. And so I'm thrilled. So we have um, uh, Patrick Page, who He's done so many Broadway shows, I've lost count. But he recently was in Town until Broadway closed down. He was nominated for a Tony. I did see him in that when I was in New York in January. We saw two. Yeah, fantastic. And and his wife, Paige Davis, who most of the world knows from Trading Spaces, but she is a Broadway gal. She's done Chicago so many times on Broadway and many other musicals. Um, And they're here from their apartment in Manhattan. So we put together just like a little sizzle of their life. (laughs) This is your life. (laughs) This is your life. So uh, they'll be here in a second, but enjoy this. Hey, little songbird, give me a song. I'm a busy man and I can't stay long. Or a night out on the town, you just found me. Ain't you glad you finally seen one? Mr. Green, Are live in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> Everyone having a good time! Paige Davis. Paige Davis. Paige Davis. Paige Davis. Our celebrity co-host, Paige Davis. <laughs> Georgie's okay. calling. Well, okay. so here's here's insight into our life right here because you let us in from you know backstage, and as dogs know everything, mm-hmm. you realize of course that she was going to lose attention. And yep. she went and she peed on her wee wee pad because she knows. Oh, she pooped. She pooped on her wee wee pad because she knows that when she does that, it gets cleaned up and she gets a treat. So she has extorted. Our <laughs> well, yeah. we get it. We, are, we get it. Patrick is taking care of it now, which is very sweet of him to do, and he will be right back. But he actually saw the video. Um, he saw the whole, what the what the what? What the what? Okay, first of all, I just have to say, I just have to say, you know Oprah, so now it's two degrees. I was like two degrees before because my sister-in-law is a makeup artist and. 
uh, did um, uh, that movie, A Wrinkle in Time, that Oprah and Reese Witherspoon and Mindy Kalin starred in. And she was she's Mindy's personal. Oh, so okay. she was in the trailer with Oprah for you know months and months and months. And it was right at the time, a few years ago, when Oprah's cookbook came out. And Oprah said to the 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 hair and makeup people, you know, I'm I'm happy to you know give one to you and sign it, whatever. And Cindy said, "Would you mind signing mine to my brother-in-law because he is one of your biggest fans?" And so I have Oprah's cookbook and with, and she wrote like an entire page about her favorite recipes in the book. <laughs> Check out page 72. These turkey burgers are the best things you'll ever. I mean, yeah. But so when I watched the Robert cut that together, and when I saw that, I was like, <gasps> you've sat down with Oprah. <laughs> yes. I'm done. I am done. Well, when I was putting together that little clip, I literally watched and said, not only have I did I watch Trading Spaces and know all about pay and 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 page and TLC. But I think I've seen Patrick. You do every show that you have done. Growing up as a New Jersey theater lover, I have seen you in every makeup, costume, getup, and your voice is—I mean, I could dream of having a voice that beautiful. <laughs> is it—is it fourteen Broadway shows? Yeah, I, I, the the. Uh, you know, there's a site called the Internet Broadway Database. Like, um, like where do you think I got that data from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think they list 15 because they include an act of God, which in which I did not appear, but I played oh. the voice of God. Well, it actually would be um, 16 because they also list um, the how the Grinch stole Christmas twice. Right, because I did it two two years in a row in two in two different theaters. What was great about that is that I got to play the St. James the second year, which I had never played the St. James before, and it was one of the houses on my bucket list. So that was nice. Wonderful. I got to be I in just... Lane's dressing room and Patty Lupone's oh, dressing wow. room. Yeah, so that was great. I just saw you in January when I was in New York, uh, in Hades Town. Just yeah. in under the wire, huh? Yeah. Oh my God. We, we suspended, I think, around March fifteenth, around the. Yeah. Yeah. I was there. I'm always there in January, and um, it was the only show I got to see this year. And I, I went by myself. Um, and was it everybody in? Was, was, it, was everybody in? Were all the leads in? Everybody was in. That's great. It was fantastic. It was. Um, I had a hard time like expressing it after, but like everything, the the set design, the lighting design, every performance, it was it was incredible. It really, really was. I was I was quite I had no idea what to expect. I had just heard all this buzz about it. Um it was pretty it was pro very profound in that way. I loved it. I, I just I've, loved it. I've seen it so many times and I um have I definitely got scolded by Patrick for <laughs> he's like, you have to stop coming to the show because I was spending his whole paycheck on seeing the show. <laughs> I, I, you know, people think that you know we get comps on Broadway. We don't get any comps, right? No. 
Yeah. Uh, never have. Like you say, I've done 14 shows. I've never, uh, I think maybe I've been comped very seldom. Occasionally when the house is a little light in previews or something, but almost never. So she's spending the whole paycheck, you know, coming to see the wow. show. Well, I, every time somebody would come in from out of town to see it, I would be so jealous that I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to get a ticket too. Um, and then sometimes I would just go by myself. Absolutely, <laughs> of course. How could you not? I probably over, I don't know, over the year, I probably spent, what do you think I spent on tickets? Oh my, I don't even want to. Don't say. <laughs> you know, it's fascinating because the, I mean, it's a pretty iconic cast as well. Um, and uh, what was super uh, exciting for me is shortly after seeing that show, um, I reached out to Andre DeShield's agent, who I, I never met Andre, but I worked very closely with Ken Page. And of course, they were both in Ain't Misbehaving. So I, I feel like I know him, but I, I don't. Um, and I booked an entire concert tour for him. Fabulous. Yeah, and he did like two of them, um, and then everything fell apart. Oh, so right. It's it'll come back, but it'll it, come back. It was so great back. working with him. He is he is a force <laughs> to I, be reckoned with. He created that amazing yeah. show for Lincoln Center. I um, know. So he had it ready to go. Yeah, you know, exactly. We were, before we came on live to the platform here, we were all talking about. Patrick's podcast and one of the episodes of Patrick's podcast, he interviews Andre and it's, um, it's quite special. And I think wow. that you will really enjoy it. Well, speaking up uh, Monday, speaking I know what I'm doing on Monday. <laughs> Tell us about the podcast, Patrick. How did you come up with it? Where can we watch it? Who's on it? Listen to it. Well, it's listened to. Yeah. Although we've, um, we're now putting it on YouTube as well, but it's on all the, uh, all the audio platforms on Apple and on Spotify and all of those. There we go. I'm so proud of uh, like our ratings on Apple are crazy. We, we have over, you know, over a hundred ratings and they're all five star ratings. So I said to my partner, I said, but it's either all our friends and our family, or we're actually getting through to people. <laughs> I'm sure you are getting through to people and people are thrilled to, to listen to you and you guys talk to. Yeah. Well, we try, I mean, the, the podcast, we try to um, maybe go a little deeper than sort of the surfacey level of the business. You know, anybody can uh, go on, uh, you know, on Wikipedia or whatever and find out. So we try to talk about, you know, the, the process and the life of being an actor or the life of being an artist in a little more depth on the program. So with Andre, we were in the middle of, uh, you know, a great deal of um, uh, stuff going on with Black Lives Matter and with George Floyd and with all of that. And Andre goes into everything in great depth. I think people will enjoy that episode it's a lot. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It's stunning. We're gonna, I'm going to watch. Listen. It's quite well done. And um, he, his eloquence and his articulation is just... Yeah, I mean, he, he's quite an extraordinary human being. So it was our, wow, it was our privilege to have him. And I, I, I think we're going to have him back if he, if he, um, if he agrees, which I think he has. <laughs> well, I know what I'll be doing on Monday. That's for sure. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. all the episodes are 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 quite good. That is one of my absolute favorites. But they're all great. There's one with Reeve Carney too. And I was just going to bring oh, up. Wow. 
because I was going to say I saw you and Reeve in Spider-Man. Then you get to work work together again in yeah. town. And I saw Hades Town, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, that guy was Spider-Man, and yeah. he was Patrick. And I was like, this is well. Even when we were back in Spider-Man, when they were doing the very, very, very early workshops for um, Hades Town, they had approached Reeve, but. Reeve came from a different background. He really came from uh, the music world as opposed mm -hmm. to the musical theater world. So he really didn't know what that was, what the workshop process, the laboratory process was. I mean, for anybody who's listening and doesn't know, you know, the average Broadway show takes like a decade to get to the right. stage. It's it's workshops and labs and rewriting and all kinds of recasting. So he, he passed on it at that time. And years later, after we'd done the first... Uh, incarnation of it at New York Theater Workshop, um, they reached out to Reeve again, and they he had, by that time, become a television star. He'd done uh, Penny Dreadful, and he was a, a heartthrob on television, and, and so he was in L.A. pursuing that part of his career, and, and the people from Hadestown couldn't get through his management to get to him to make him the offer, so they... Um, uh, Anais Mitchell called me, and who Anais Mitchell is the is the author genius behind Hades Town. She wrote the book, the lyrics, and the music. And she said, "You know, you're friends with Reed. Would you mind reaching out to him and and telling him that um, Hades Town would be a good thing to be a part of?" So <laughs> I got to have a I got to have a little a little role in that to reach out to Reed and say, "Hey, I think this role would be the perfect thing for you." And then we went away and did it in Edmonton. Canada together and we had a great time and then we went to uh, the National Theatre in London and had an even better time and then we came and did it in New York. Wow. Wow. Now were you in Spider-Man for the whole run? No. I I was in from the beginning uh, all of the previews. Um, I forget how many but there were hundreds. Right. Um, uh, we previewed oh. I think from November, December, January, February, March, oh. April. May, June. I think we finally opened in June. If I recall, I could be wrong. It's all available on the internet. Yeah. Anyway. I thought it was funny because, you know, they ran into technical difficulties and things. And so the opening did keep getting postponed. So the first, the first date that came up was supposed to, that was supposed to be their original opening night. The producers still threw a party for them, you know, just a small casual party. And everyone was going around saying, happy opening. <laughs> and then they came to the another date. And, and we were, were supposed like, to open again. And, and then it got postponed again. And they were like, well, happy opening. And then there was a third day that got postponed again. And they said, happy opening. <laughs> wow. <laughs> from opening to opening to an opening. And then yeah, eventually. An opening. <laughs> yeah. And then from the time we actually opened, I stayed in the show for a year. That, that was oh, the wow. duration of my contract. Um, and then when my contract um, expired, I, I left. There was a production of Cyrano de Bergerac that was happening uh, in New York at the time that I wanted to be a part of. And so I, I left to do that. Wow. Show. Were you in the show when Jake Odemark was in? Yeah. Yeah. He um, uh, he formed a... a I wasn't like a in Jake was playing Spider-Man, but, but Jake was... Right. He created that group. They were originally, it was a vocal trio, an acapella vocal trio. They were originally called the Spidey Boys, and then they changed the name to Apollo Link. It was uh, Adam Roberts and yeah. and, uh, and one other, and and I uh, repped them for a short time when they were still together. It was so fun. talented, so talented. So talented. Yeah. 
Well, Jake, yeah. Jake has been doing these things on uh, Insta story where, I mean, he's a, he's, he, he's a vocal arranger, like for show choirs. That's like what oh. he used to do. And so he does these like um, uh, contests on Insta story where he will, um, he'll, he'll play like one harmony line and, and encourage people to sing that line and send him the video. And then he'll play another line and do that. And then another line, and then he'll reveal the melody line. And then he edits it together and has like a show choir in quarantine. It's brilliant. Wow. He's brilliant. Yeah. I will say, you know, nobody would wish this pandemic on anybody again, but the, the amount of ingenuity it's brought out in people Absolutely. is extraordinary. I've been part of a number of Zoom presentations now of plays. I did a, a production of Macbeth for Stars in the House, yeah. uh, which I thought was, we we really got close to realizing the play right. um, on on film. And, um, and I have another one coming out on July 23rd from... Uh, uh, theater works in Palo Alto, which is a new play called Shakespeare in Vegas, which is a farce, a comedy, and uh, uh, that Giovanna Sardelli directed, and it, it's quite wonderful. I've, I've watched bits of it, and it's it's very funny. Wow! Wait, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah, and here we are having a talk show with you on, which is like ridiculous. So one of the things that we love to do on this show, it's sort. Remember that old uh, TV show, This Is Your Life. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. So yes. we have a this is your life moment because we had a guest on the show a few weeks back who is very connected to you. Well, to one of you more maybe than the other, but probably to both. And so we asked them to come back and sort of surprise you. Literally, he's one of our favorite guests that we have. Oh, I gave it away. It's a man. You did. He's one of our favorite guests that we've had, and I know you adore him. Are you ready? We're ready. <laughs> You're my and nothing you do is wrong. I'm proud you belong to me. <laughs> Hello, Jake. Hi. I'm doing good. Are you really bummed about not being able to do Mrs. Doubtfire? Yeah. Oh, that was such a big deal. It was going to be such a big deal for you. But what's the story there? Did you, you've already told Lee and, and Robert, I'm sure. What, what's the deal? Is it going to come back? Yes. You guys know yes, We are coming back. Um, the Broadway League said, I mean, January 3rd for every Broadway show. So it's supposed to come back whenever we can come back Good. and the producers feel they feel strong about it yeah they feel that you know that whenever they come back we're gonna just come right back in and i'm sure we'll have to rehearse in a rehearsal room again because it's been it'll be like a year by then almost yeah. but it's funny i've been missing my main castmates so much i i don't know why i i every time that you guys should know that that cast was like so great wow. i mean I loved every, there was just not a bad apple in the bunch. I mean, everyone was so kind and so worked so hard and were so loving and good to each other. And I just miss everybody. Do you remember Jacob, one of the dancers in the ensemble? Yes. So I was just chatting with him today. We're going to try to see each other on Monday. Yeah. And his boyfriend, Manny. And I mean, 
Yeah, I miss everybody. I want to have a party here when we're all back able to do it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, Mame was such a good, that was a really fun show at North Shore. I really enjoyed that. Um, I've done a few shows there and that was really, that was, that was almost two years ago now, I think. Yeah, I re it's two, 2018, summer of 18, June of 18. Yeah, I, uh, my good friend. I really uh, want to go back there too. I really want to be back at North Shore. I, I mean, just like name the show, I'm there. I, <laughs> everything was so great. I'll tell Kevin, Kevin Hill. Well, my good friend, Matthew Chapel, who is yeah. married to Kevin Hill, yeah. um, he actually introduced me to Jake and then to uh, to to Paige and Patrick, um, and so um, I he actually connected me through um, Mary, Jake's mom, and we were emailing about Jake coming on the show, and she said, um, "Well, Jake thought it'd be fun if if we invited some of the other cast members of Mrs. Doubtfire, if if you're interested." And I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and uh, we literally had the entire principal oh, yeah. cast of Mrs. Doubtfire on our show, which is ridiculous. It was so great and so much fun. And Jake was an incredible host. Oh. He had trivia questions for people. Oh, me? <laughs> they were not ready. Well, you might be getting some. I have questions. Oh, no. he's, he's a tough interview. He's a tough interview. <laughs> My first question is for Patrick. So, when you were the Green Goblin, that was the first Broadway show I ever saw. Oh, good. I'm first glad you made it to your second wow. one. <laughs> I was five. And so you flew. I want to know what was it like flying for the first time as the Green Goblin on the uh, your ship. I'm going to give you a um, a secret, but you must promise that it goes no farther than this room. <laughs> yes, I will. I will not. The secret is I never flew. I had a stunt oh. flyer, and there there were two reasons for that. But the main reason was the that flight that the Green Goblin did at the end was thousands of hours. Well, I don't know thousands, but certainly hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of, of rehearsal, probably thousands of hours. Um, it was the most complex thing in the entire show. And A, I'm not the kind of athlete to really be able to do that. And B, they needed me in the other rehearsal room. Those two things had to rehearse concurrently. Well, uh, there's also a third, um, like just logistical reason. The uh, he, getting rigged up to be in that thing would take way too long. Yeah, it took. He, it took he has a, to be getting rigged up in that thing while Patrick is still finishing a scene. Yeah, it actually took yeah. the the. Um, it actually took Colin the stunt. Uh, uh, goblin about 10 minutes to get in the rig uh, wow. while I was up playing the scene with Reeve Carney. So, uh, and then I would, you know, disappear for just a second and Colin would appear, but otherwise I would have had to disappear for 10 minutes and <laughs> that wouldn't have worked very well. How long did it take to go in that makeup in the show? But this is a really good question. Um, because the first time I got into all of that makeup, uh, it took about three hours. Now, if you remember the show, what happens is I go into this kind of machine and I come out about a minute later. 
So it actually had to be done in about a minute. And it took about three hours to begin with. So I remember Julie Tamor coming in and saying, well, that looks fantastic. And I said, yeah, uh, but it took about three hours and we need to get it down to one minute. Actually, we had to get it down to about 15 minutes because what happened was I came out and I just had a mask on and it was dark. So you couldn't tell it was just a mask. Then I would go down into my dressing room and it was prosthetic pieces. Because it, that was the intermission break. Was the intermission break. All we had to do was be seen in, in smoke for just a moment. Right. But then I would go down into my dressing room and they had all of the latex prosthetic pieces all laid out, all painted, all ready to go. And I had three people working on me and they would, they had the glue already on the pieces and ready to go. They'd do it, they knew exactly when I was gonna get there. I get in the chair and it was like a NASCAR pit stop. They'd put start putting these things on me and the glue and they paint and then they put the wig on me and put the microphone through the wig and the suit on me and the hands. And we got it down to 15, from three hours to about 15 minutes. And that was because we had an incredible makeup team and an incredible hair team and incredible sound team. But um, yeah, they made me look good. So it took about 15 minutes, eventually down from three hours. I've wanted to know that like my whole life. So <laughs> you know. All of them, you love makeup shows. You don't know. Now yeah. you know. We watched Hamilton. Yeah. We did. We sure did. We're watching it again tonight. We're watching it. We are watching it again tonight. Oh, good. Yeah, I could watch it many, many, many so times. Yeah. It's so, so good. good. So good. What's your next question, Patrick? You have a question for Paige? He's not. Yes. He's Jake. Uh, he called call you Patrick. He called call young Patrick. Oh my God. That's See, I'm so in character. <laughs> <laughs> I am such an actress. Like, oh my God. Like, I see his face and I'm like, I don't see Jake. I see, <laughs> see Patrick. Come on. Paige, um, what do you like better, TV or Broadway? Or what no. do you. um? One of my questions. They're so, they're so radically different. They're apples and oranges. Um, I love the immediacy of Broadway. I mean, who doesn't love applause? That's really the only reason I do it. But, um, no, I, I, I love the, the aliveness of it. I love the rush of it. The things that I do on TV, I think it doesn't. it's not so much about doing Broadway versus TV, but I do because all of well, primarily my experience in television has been reality television and hosting. What I found out is how much I love interviewing people and how much I love hosting. So for me, it's not really about the Broadway versus the TV. It's like the dancing and the performing versus the, you know, you're, you're connecting with people just in different ways. Yes. So I like the money in TV. You're right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what do you have coming up? I, I logged on to Cameo finally. Yeah, I saw that today. I just saw that. Patrick did too. He's already gotten like two dozen requests. Wow. Well, I both know. of you are going to get inundated with requests, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But it was really fun to do. And I did, I did one already. I did two already, but one of them was from a fan who I already, like I know her and I can't believe right. she even, even wrote and paid to do it. We had we had Adam Pascal on the show and, and he said, you know, that he's doing cameo. He said, but he's like, like some person has been like ordering like 
requesting song after song after song after song. After song. And he's like, um, I, am I just recording an album for album. you personally? <laughs> he, was my, uh, he was my Billy Flynn one time. You're kidding. On Broadway? Yeah. Wow. How many times did you do? I lost count. I looked on IBDB. I lost, IBDB, I lost but, count too. I mean, I, I started uh, in the touring, the, the first national tour. And then I went into the Broadway company. Then I did the Portugal company. Then I did oh, wow. tour, Broadway tour, Broadway tour, Broadway, Broadway. Wow. A bunch of times. Wow. How many times? Probably oh, I have no idea. since 1998. Wow. How was Portugal? Portugal was great. How long was I over there? Quite <laughs> we, a while. We have some sexy memories from Portugal. Right? <laughs> ah. Fly smile. Um, you were there a while. Was it more than six weeks? Was it three months? I don't know. Wow. I don't remember. It was a long time. It was awful. Portugal was amazing, but performing Chicago over there was very difficult because English, they all, everybody knows English, but um, not at that rapid pace and not like at a vaudeville pace. And that's very American humor. Um, some of it would go maybe over a little better in London, not just because of the English, but because of the vaudeville humor. Um, in Portugal, it, it kind of fell like, and so they might get the joke, but if they did, they wouldn't get it until after they'd read the subtitles. That right. We right. And so we'd get this laughter that would happen after the fact. And Chicago with the vaudeville style of it, the laughter is oftentimes the sound that is the button on the joke. Right. right. And, you know, it's it's part of the the track. It's part, it's part of it. And it helps the beats. And you don't notice that until it's gone. Sure. Right. It's missing and you're like, oh, that, right. that is the part that helped us wait for the right timing of the right window for the next joke. Sure. So it was very difficult. We performed in this cavernous, cavernous space. And Chicago is an extremely intimate show. Right. Were you in Lisbon? Yeah. 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 Well, you are the, the like, literally iconic house you are you are the construction house designer person. Do you have advice for Lee, who is literally getting a brand new kitchen? My advice would be: Why are you starting that in a pandemic? <laughs> okay, here's the deal. Like, here's it's not the deal. Hard enough to get the food I know. and know about here's the, the deal. We need you there. The kitchen. I know. Prepare it. I know. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. First of all, my partner is an incredible interior designer. So we don't have like the stress that most people would have about doing renovation because that's what he does. That's number one. Number two, at the very beginning of this quarantine, we had an air conditioning pipe crack in the attic. It flooded the insulation and slowly dripped through the living room ceiling. We have two golden retrievers. So one of them is a puppy. So we have the living room blocked off because we have a, very expensive antique rug in there. Oh my God. I went to the to get the front door one day and I noticed that the whole ceiling was buckled. And I looked at the rug and the red in this antique rug had bled over oh. the whole center of the rug. Oh. And then I found the wall, the wallpaper, which was this de Gournay French wallpaper, had been stained and then i moved a pillow on the sofa and it had been ruined and it was a mess it was a mess so 
we filed an insurance claim. We got very nice insurance uh, settlement. And I said, because this is at the very beginning of the pandemic, and I was unemployed, I said, you can spend a third of this to redo the living room. I thought that was very generous. So we moved the <laughs> antique rug under the bed in the master bedroom, because we didn't have a rug, and it's perfect because you can't see the, the stain. <laughs> And it looks fantastic. <laughs> and so we were, we ordered everything for the living room and we have um, in our kitchen, the, the uh, granite or whatever it is um, counter, it had cracked towards the back behind the sink and it was dripping it, uh, underneath. So it's something that we have needed to do for a while, but we just kept putting it off because you know, and so I was like, well, we have some extra cash now. Let's do it. I hope the insurance adjuster does not watch our show. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so we decided, well, we're going to do it. But it is a mess of a job. It is a mess of a job. On July 4th, we had, I don't know, four or five workmen in the kitchen and so much sawdust. I mean, it was awful. And by the end of the day, Mark said, I, I think you should leave. <laughs> this is not going to end well. <laughs> and so I went, I went to the Soho house for one night, but it was so restricted there that I felt really nervous. Like it, it was easier to be amongst the sawdust than like you couldn't do anything. Right. Everything. Yeah. It was, it, that made me more nervous. Um, Straight huh? out of a plot of one of the episodes of your show, Paige. But it's going to be amazing. It's going to be gorgeous. I will show after pictures. Except um, we don't put our neighbors up in the Soho house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a, a really gorgeous farm sink. And, and Mark had bought the this hardware. It's kind of industrial looking. It's really great. Like five years ago, it's been under the guest bedroom bed for five years. <laughs> Like, so it wasn't, it wasn't that expensive. Wouldn't it have been hilarious if you redid the entire kitchen and then remembered that he bought that five years earlier? Right. Under the bed? There? <laughs> I would do that. I would totally do that. Right? So it's going to be great. It's How a challenging. Like, like, here's one thing. You don't think about these simple pleasures. Like, I am a big tea drinker. I am, like, a serious tea drinker. I... I have a tea from France that I like, and I I have them ship it to me. I'm like a tea snob. I love my tea, and I was performing. I did a concert on a on a Japanese cruise years ago, which was a joke because literally nobody spoke English. So you would like do your pattern to set up a song, and then they would translate it. And then you, it was hysterical. It was hysterical. Anyway, in my suite, they had this hot, instant hot pot. Like you just pushed a button and you could make tea. And it was always boiling. So I wrote down the, the name. When I came home, I went on Amazon and I ordered one. And it's amazing. It is amazing. So 
I said at the beginning of this renovation, I'm like, the only thing that I need is my hot pot. Everything else I can order. I can order every meal, but I need my tea like first thing in the morning. So Mark said, well, move it into the bathroom. And, it, you know, there's room. And I was like, great. Well, it's pretty big. And I use this big pitcher to fill it up with water. Well, the pitcher won't fit in the sink under, <laughs> under the faucet. Like, how is this going to work? Oh, my gosh. That's been my biggest challenge. That's your team. I get it. We're doing well. Paige, I'm doing well. Before we, we, we've kept you guys, how did it start? How did the home renovation, how did all of that, is that something you've always been interested in? Is musical theater first? Like, what? how did that order oh. happen? I, I I I have no expertise in DIY whatsoever. Yeah. I'm a Broadway gypsy who auditioned for a reality show and became a toast. Um, wow. Yeah, I have I have amateur love and passion for uh, decorating my home as anybody would. In fact, my mom actually studied interior design and went to school for interior design, and it's her number one passion is interior design. But in terms of DIY, I mean, I, I learned not as much as I should have on the show because I wasn't really that interested. I mean, I was more interested in talking to the neighbors and interviewing them and being with them and, you know, asking them how they were feeling. Right. Then I really wanted to learn how to do a tile backsplash. <laughs> well, let me tell you about that. <laughs> and I was always so nervous, like too, like when it's so, it's so silly, it's so shallow and dumb, but they always wanted me to look pretty and they wanted me to look cute. So every time I would like start to get involved and maybe kind of get into it a little bit and be learning something from the designers, I would either be destroying my clothes and you have to go back and forth between houses. So they can't see what you've been doing. You know what I mean? Like Sorry. I used to have to put tape. Like if I got paint on my clothes, we'd have to try to get it out or cover it with tape. So they couldn't see what color the paint was. I was trying not to get anything on me. It's very difficult to do it DIY if you can't just like do it. If you have to be constantly worried about like, oh, I'm getting dirty or whatever, it's not nearly as much fun. And I had a lot of, you know, interruptus because I'd be called to the other house. Sure. So I just never really got into it that much. And people call me this home expert, but I'm no, because she's so expert. I'm an expert in how people feel about their homes. I'm an expert in watching them go through that change and their fear and their anxiety and their relief when they're happy in the end. And just watching people like adjust to something so new and so surprising was just a, it was just fascinating. Wow. The, the people watching was fascinating. Well, YouTube, her, she not only helps fix your house, but her voice is stunning. She's gorgeous, gorgeous voice, beautiful. I didn't realize that, that I didn't realize that, you know, being a Broadway baby came first before. Oh, yes. yes. I thought, yeah, because, you know, there are a lot of, you know, TV people that then like do, will, will do a stint in Chicago or whatever. And oh, no, I had been in Chicago yeah. for years before. Yeah. Cause you're really good. Like I was like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we <laughs> met. We met in '95 doing the national tour of Beauty and the Beast. That's how we met. Oh wow! And I wow. he was Lumiere, and I I started in the ensemble, and then halfway through our tour, I I moved up to Bebet, became Bebet. So, yeah. 
Wow. That was my, my whole dream in life and all my passion has always been Broadway musical theater. But, you know, in, in Trading Spaces was a bit of a fluke, actually. And then I found that I really, really, really loved it. And I think, um, I think one of the things that I enjoy about hosting is as much as I love musical theater and as much talent as I bring to the table, I, I know I, I'm not delusional about my skill level in certain things. And I, I know, I feel that with the dancing and the singing, I can bring a lot and I love it and I have a lot to offer. But as a host, I feel like I'm more unique. Like I feel like what I bring might be different than what other people do, not necessarily better, but like only I can do that. Correct. And so I, I just, I don't know. I feel comfort in that world. I like that world a lot. I like hosting a lot. I think I helped, I think I helped shape what a host could be that a host didn't just have to be a talking head that they could be involved right. and right. Um, care and participate. And I didn't know any better. So right. <laughs> I, and you were at the very, you were at the, like at the very tip of reality TV, like very, very much beginning. So. Yeah. Very much so. Trading spaces. Absolutely. It, 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 catapulted a whole new genre of television and really paved the way for what reality could be and what home improvement television could be. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. But we didn't know that at the time we were just right, of course. two rooms in two <laughs> days spending a thousand bucks in each room. And uh, it's really, really, really hard work. I mean, I didn't sleep most nights, you know, every, every day one was an, was an overnight. It was, a, it was a lot. It was hard. Right. It's not glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you all are absolutely incredibly talented. Incredibly talented. And thank you. Well, thank you for thinking so. And this we are one, so thank appreciative you're really that you, talented. Thank you. <laughs> we are so appreciative that you came to spend your evening with us. Everybody, Monday nights. It, Patrick, do, you, do it releases every Monday, the podcast? Yeah, Monday mornings. Monday, Monday morning. morning. Every oh, Monday morning. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we're going to YouTube uh, this week, I think. Soon, wow. not this week, then next week. I don't know how fast he can do it. He's but doing soon. it this weekend. Oh, good, good. And do, they just, do they just search for Patrick Page Podcast? Yep. That's it. There you go. Page yeah. Podcast. And Cameo, if you know Yes, they're both on Cameo. Find them on Cameo. They're both on Cameo. I love it. Jake, thank you for joining us again. He's the best. You are, you, are you are literally our favorite co-host. You are. Thank you. We, we hope you come back again. The cup's back. Yes, I love it. All right. I love it. Say hi to mom and dad and all your brothers. Yeah. I will. <laughs> you too. Hi from me too. Love you guys. Love Thank you. Bye. 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 Wow. Oh gosh. They're so wonderful. I know. You know so we're sweet. So lucky to be able to uh, hang out with such amazing, talented people every single week. It's really, really uh, so yeah. lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. So, um, Thank you all for watching again. We have Thank a great show again next week. We have, you know, there's all this Hamilton buzz going on right now mm -hmm. because of Hamilton being released on Disney, which I'm watching tonight for the second time. I'm very excited. It's so good. 
so good. Every time I see it, I've seen the Broadway show three times and now seeing the film and every time I see it, I hear something that I never heard before. It's and I learned something that I didn't know before and it's just, it's just brilliant. So anyway, oh my God, that was very high voice. I anyway. It's the contrast, Patrick Page. That's right. So anyway, um, next week we've got some cast members from Hamilton joining us. So that's going to be interesting. Well, but um, huh? Yeah, we'll have a whole ham show. I love that, right? Absolutely. And we've been booking other weeks after that. So just wait. This is going on. This is going on, evidently, We're Robert. never stopping now. Um, <laughs> it's great to see, see you, Robert, as always. As Thursdays always. are my favorite day of the week. A pleasure, as always. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Oh, as I do you. I just, um, I want to say, um, um, and then end the show on a bit of a somber note. Um, when I uh, first came home from my collapse tour, um, was towards the end of July, and I read, I think on Playbill or, or something, about um, a Broadway uh, star, Nick Cordero, that he was at Cedar sinai in the ICU with COVID. And um, someone had posted, if you want updates, follow his wife, Amanda Klutz. And so I did on Instagram. And Every day at three o'clock LA time, six o'clock Eastern time, she would um, play a song that he wrote called Live Your Life. And outside of Cedar sinai because she couldn't go in the hospital, um, and she would, um, you know, sing along and dance. And, and people around the world, I've never seen anything like this, started to play a song and videotape themselves singing and dancing. They would hashtag live your life, hashtag wake up Nick, because of course he was in a medically induced coma on a ventilator, blah, blah, blah. And uh, she would repost this. And it got to a point where every morning, the first thing I would do would be to check Insta story to see if she had posted anything. The last thing I did before I went to bed was to check for an update. And since April 1st, I, like much of America, has been following this day by day by day. And he was in ICU for 93 days, I believe, 93 or 95 days. He went through a leg amputation. And I mean, it's just been, and they have a baby named Elvis that turned one. I, I watched Elvis take his very first steps a few weeks ago. Um, this woman has created um, a global prayer circle, the likes of which I have never seen or experienced in my life. And sadly, on Sunday morning, he passed. So I just want to take a moment to um, embrace Nick Cordero, who I never met, but I did see in Waitress on Broadway, um, who clearly is just loved around the world. And um, and also to send a lot of love to his wife, Amanda Klutz, and their baby, Elvis, who is so adorable. Um, so we're gonna leave you tonight with just a, a little moment of a performance that Nick did at 54 Below in New York. And 
That's that. Stay yeah, safe. Be safe. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, Robert.